reached the voicemail of the Patriarchy Podcast. Leave your name, number, and message after the beep. Hi guys, this is Henry, with an I. I heard you doing an episode about how to uh, yeah, dress like a man, and I just had a few slight suggestions. Now I know you're probably going to say wear manly clothes, you know, like flannel button-downs and work boots, but I just wanted to also mention that you can definitely be a man and wear pink or Crocs. Or even an ascot, as long as it isn't silk or something, because that just stains too easy. Including those in your list would encourage men to be secure in their manhood. Whoa, yeah. <laughs> then you could build on it in a later episode about less conventional manly clothing, like skinny jeans or knee-high socks with a sensible shoe, like a penny loafer and a nice V-neck polo. Anyways, as always, I love what you're doing. You know, whoa, man, man stuff. Just, you know... Hoping you don't exclude the unconventional type men with all the manly man stuff that's still uh, really awesome. Just maybe you could tone it down a little and along with the cigar talk. Bye. Dad, the toilet is clogged again. I'm not sure what happened. Maybe one of the boys threw another action figure down the drain or something, but it's really gross. Like Mom says it looks like the time you ate Taco Bell really late that one time. Then you wouldn't come out of the bathroom because you destroyed the... Message deleted. Hi, I was looking for the SBC hotline to register for the upcoming men's retreat, but I seem to keep getting redirected to the vasectomy hotline for a Dr. R. Denhollander. I, I don't know who that is. That her secretary, Jacob, seems odd. But I would really like to register for the upcoming Southern Baptist men's retreat. They still do that kind of thing, right? Anyways, someone told me to call you two about this, so... Call me back. Hi, this is Gregory Greg McGregor, and I was interested in signing up for the PCA's first ever art show. I hear it happens in Missouri. How fabulous. Now, I know there's a queer, I mean, questionnaire, and don't worry, I know all the right answers. So if you could just email the registration link to me, that'd be super duper dippity duper. And I hear that this year is even going to have a dress up theme. And they're opening it up for boys too. How special. Looking forward to it, fellas. End of messages. This is how we disable toxic masculinity. We need to kill all men. This pagan patriarchalism that is coming back out of the shadows. Feminists hate patriarchy. It's the woman that runs the show, and the woman that runs the community and is the backbone of, of that area. I'm a nasty woman. A loud, vulgar, proud woman. Patriarchy. I personally can't see why egalitarianism would be a bad thing. The assumption that wives should make babies instead of money is part of the patriarchy. Don't say hi to strange women you don't know. Patriarchy. The patriarchy. Patriarchy. Patriarchy.
woman shall not wear anything that pertains to a man, nor shall a man put on a woman's garment, for all who do so are an abomination to the Lord your God. And that is Deuteronomy chapter 22, verse 5. You are on the Fight, Laugh, Feast Network, and you are listening to The Patriarchy. My name is Tony Dapani, and I am joined by my co-host, Pastor Joseph Randall Spurgeon. Woman, get back in here and make me a sandwich. Joseph, what kind of sandwich, or probably not a sandwich, but a joke, are you eating today? Well, man, uh, great sandwich. So there's this uh, this keto bread. Okay. And and uh, I'm not eating that. I'm actually at a bar. Well, I mean, bar has good sandwiches sometimes. And yeah. so usually I would like to eat the keto bread, but they don't have it here. You can imagine that it's not something you have at a bar. <laughs> but um, so anyways, at a bar, and uh, I just ordered one of those uh, – ham sandwiches with cheese and a, a pretzel bun. I think it's got like uh, these like these pickles that are like uh, uh, what do you want to say? Like they're they're like candied pickles. Okay. And, okay. All right. And so lettuce, tomato, onions, and it's going to be really good. And so I'm sitting here. Yeah, I got my beer with me at a bar. And uh, interesting thing is you know, I I don't usually go to a bar at this time of the day, but my friend wanted me to go with him. Oh, okay. And so my friend Jeremy asked me to, to go with him, and so uh, I got in my car, came over here. Jeremy's not here, and so I'm, I've been wondering where Jeremy's at. Okay. And um, anyways, so I've been sitting here, and you would not believe what just happened. There was a polar bear at the bar. There's a polar bear at the bar. Yes. Okay. Okay. And this is a, po- a talking polar bear. I, I, don't, I mean, I don't know where they get these, but uh, okay. So it's a talking polar oh, man, bear. Pay off on this is going to be so bad. Okay, keep going. <laughs> and, and anyways, the talking polar bear. <laughs> he comes in, sits up right next to me. This is before I ordered my sandwich with all that stuff. Okay. And, and you know, I've been looking for Jeremy. Can't find Jeremy. See the polar bear. The polar bear pulls, steps up to the bar and, and sits on the, the chair beside me. I mean, this is, I guess, a big chair. And the bartender acts like it's normal. And so the bartender walks over and says, what do you have? And so the bear says, I'll have a rum and Coke. But that's how he says it. I'll have a rum and Coke. And so the bartender asks, well, what, what's with the big paws? And the bear says, I was oh, born with them. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, it was worse than I thought it was going to be. Oh, can I have that five minutes of my life back? Oh, man. Then, no, then, no, then a, <laughs> no, no, there was, no, there was an alligator in a vest that just stop. came in. There was an alligator in a vest, and and you know what you call an alligator in a vest that just came in. I don't know, but you're gonna tell me it's an investigator. Oh, okay, there it is. Oh man, for those of you that tune in just for this, he did not disappoint. Oh, I mean, he disappointed me. Always does, but 
did not disappoint you. But you got it. Like he had the big pause. Uh, yes. Oh. Okay. Yes. Okay. You know, you don't have to explain it to me. This makes it worse. <laughs> but it's like he's it's, it's got big claws and okay. stuff on his hands. And... <laughs> okay. Moving on. Oh my goodness. Why? Uh, why? Let's go back. To the All first, right. Let's go back to the first couple episodes where you used to have real sandwiches. Hey, there was a real sandwich involved in this story. It yeah, you always say not, that. I don't even remember what it was. It, it had. Ham. It was just not the main course. It was there, not the main yeah, course. No, it was not. Story. It was clearly not the main course. There were, there were candied pickles on it, that, it, that sandwich, no, by yeah, the way. No, that at it, a pretzel bun. If it was the main course, you left that course and jumped the tracks and <laughs> went off into the river. Oh. Okay, let's let's go with my sandwich since, as we all know, I actually have a real sandwich, unlike a polar bear and alligators and a terrible payoff. Okay, so uh, similarly, but not similarly, uh, I'm eating a ham sandwich, but it's it's thick cut ham on pretzel bread, which is anybody that's a long time listener hey, knows I, is my I, favorite. I, I, what? That's like my sandwich. I had a pretzel bread. I think you're making this up. You didn't have pretzel bread. You didn't even you say actually, you had pretzel bread. You just said you had a I ham did. sandwich. You did. I said pretzel bread. I did. Go oh. back and listen. I'm not going. I have to listen to it later when I'm editing. Oops, it. he's making this up. He's making, I'm not making this up. I oh, had pretzel okay. bread. Okay, tell us about you. Tell us about your hamburger pretzel. It's not hamburger. Uh, muffin. Go no, ahead. it's not. Hey, hey. What have I said about the cheeseburger? It's a cheeseburger muffin. Don't you mess with the cheeseburger muffin? I actually had people at the Fight Left Feast conference asking my wife for the recipe. Uh, anyway, okay. If anybody has no idea what we're talking about, if you're a first-time listener, just go back and listen to other episodes, okay? A cheeseburger muffin. You don't touch the cheeseburger muffin. You don't talk badly about the cheeseburger muffin. You eat the cheeseburger muffin, and you enjoy the cheeseburger muffin. I'm, just, that's, I'm gonna leave it there. Anyway, my sandwich. Yes, I had a ham sandwich. Thick-cut ham, okay? On pretzel bread, with mayo, as always. And actually, pickles? No, I, I really don't like pickles. I, I just, I'm not a pickle okay. guy. Oh, okay, I'll take that back. I'm okay with having, like, a pickle on, like, a chicken sandwich. Like a, a breaded chicken sandwich. Like that, I'm okay with that. That tastes good. I'm good with that. But mostly, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just not a pickle guy. But I did have uh, mustard on it, too. Because I like mustard on my ham sandwiches. Do you like mustard on your ham sandwiches? I prefer mayonnaise, but... Well, I have both. Oh, okay. That's good. Yeah, you should try mustard. Mustard's good on a ham sandwich. So, yeah, I had that on and, and, you know, like lettuce and tomato and things like that on it. I mean, it wasn't like the most fancy sandwich, but I think if you put the right kind of toppings on a ham sandwich and you have the right kind of bread, I think it's quite amazing. And my wife does a good job. She makes a good sandwich because she actually makes a sandwich. And I bring a sandwich to the table when we do this segment, and I don't bring terrible jokes that I make my co-host listen to for a long time for a terrible payoff that by 50-something episodes in, he knows it's going to be a terrible payoff. But but fans, I do it for you. I suffer through it because I've been told that most of the most memorable part of that is usually my size and reaction <laughs> to the terrible jokes. Okay. Uh, anyway, I had a real sandwich. I'm just going to point that out again. Okay, so we are going to move on to... And the bear had big paws. He yeah. really had Okay, yeah, paws. and the investigator. Okay, just leave it be. Let it die. <laughs> anyway, we're going to move... He's just dying laughing right now. Nobody can see this. He's just dying laughing right now. <laughs> Why does he do this to me? 
Okay, we have to move on because we have to go to the next segment. Then we have to actually talk about real serious stuff, and then we have to get to an interview, and we have to keep this episode at a normal length. Moving on to a segment that we haven't had in a little while. Effeminacy ruins everything. (laughs) I forgot how that sounds. (laughs) Okay, anyway, all right. I apologize in advance. We're going to go through this video. Here we go. I came out of the closet once, twice, three times, (laughs) and today we are gonna go back into it. Hey, what's up you guys? It's Miles. I asked you guys on Instagram to ask you questions about my clothing, style, and anything under the- For the record, I am fairly certain that Miles is actually a girl, um, pretending to be a boy. Pretending to be gay. Uh, yeah, how would that work? Miles is a- Deeply closeted. I don't know. Whatever. It sounded like he was coming out of the closet three times. Three times. I don't know. What would that be? So Going, you're 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 gay. You're trans, and then you're cis straight, cis gay. I don't know. <laughs> I have no clue. Anyway, here we go. This is going to be a. This is this is a, a video titled uh, "So You Want to Look Gay and Offend Boomers." So okay. here we go. The son with gender expression. It's your big brother Miles here, and he's very trans. Should we normalize boys in crop tops? Yes. I don't wear crop tops. I just like making the Trump supporters scared on Instagram. (laughs) Okay, so this... I don't actually know. Boy or girl? I I think a girl. I don't know. Um, I mean, people are saying in the comments, uh, so many cis dudes wear women's pants. I get misgendered more. I don't know. This is all very confusing. Anyway, um, that being said, regardless, uh, this is somebody that's either a boy or trying to be a boy, uh, saying that boys should wear, uh, crop tops. Um, I would argue, and I think Joseph would agree that no one should wear crop tops, um. Yeah, this is. I'm scarring myself watching this. Luckily, Joseph doesn't have to see it. Questions from you guys asking like, if society didn't advise you on what to wear, what would you wear? Which like, uh, like, bro, I'm trans. <laughs> I don't think society is advising anything I- I'm doing. <laughs> but a lot of you guys ask that, but from the experience of. Okay, so I think that settles it, right? He says, "Bro, I'm he, she." I think she says, "Bro, I'm trans." So that means he is a she. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah, he, this, said, the video is coming off as a he, but this must be actually a she. Pretending to be a boy who's Correct. gay. Correct. So Miles is actually a she. Okay, this is like... Would, would that make her a lesbian? This is like several levels of the Matrix right now. Wait, no, 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 no. Because a, a, a gay boy would like a boy. So it's a girl pretending to be a boy who likes b- boys. Boy. So it's a girl that likes boys. So it's a straight girl trying to be a boy. Yeah. Okay. It's actually kind of she's going about she's going about it quite wrong. Yes. To actually find a man, but she's still trying to find a man. I think maybe. Yeah, yeah. Not yeah. sure. Maybe a gay man. Correct. I don't. Yeah, that's weird. But would that man actually be gay? So many questions. Anyway, we're actually here for the clothing part of it. Um, actually, oh, oh, okay. I will say it's ironic that I said this is like several layers of the Matrix because it just recently came out that the. Uh, uh, Matrix was supposedly about uh, transgenderism. 
Um, oh, yeah, yeah. The uh, directors of them both became uh, trans they, people. They think they're trans women. Parrots. Yeah, Lana and whatever, you know, trans parrots. Okay. Anyway, all right, we got to get through this. Like being a young trans person. Specifically, like being a young trans masculine person and wanting to wear things feminine, but like feeling bad for it and feeling like you're invalidated for it. Like, oh, society wants me to dress this way because I identify this way. I feel like coming out is less about some label and like you coming out as trans and it's more like you coming out as yourself. Like now's the time to wear what you want to wear and do what you want to do. Someone else asked where I got my big punk boots. Oh, damn. <laughs> I got these at a thrift. Okay, so now she's so wearing giant those huge boots with like the huge thick soles or whatever. I feel like they've come so, this person has come so far out of the closet that they're back <laughs> around. They're right. a woman pretending, I can't get over this. A woman pretending to be a man who wants to dress like a woman. Or I, yeah, I don't know because I'm, I'm watching, I mean, I'm watching what she's dressing like here and it's, it, it, I, okay. I'll, I'll admit it's kind of androgynous. Um, to a point, although it's far more, so far, far more boy-like. I mean, other than the crop top nastiness. But, but it's a woman that wants to pretend to be a boy who dresses like a girl who's feminine. So it's a woman who wants to be a feminine boy. It a, is very strange. It's strange. So this is where we're at, man. This is this is it. Like, so this past Saturday we went to um, Louisville had their Pride Festival. So it got canceled in Pride Month because of COVID. It actually got canceled already once this month, but then they decided to go ahead with it. And I've actually been noticing even before COVID that they're actually trying to make um, two months. So they're trying to have July or I mean sorry June. And October. Well, I think want they're the trying whole, to get... They want the whole year. I mean... Yeah, obviously. But, you know, take it piece by piece. Yeah. They're, they're incrementalists. Uh, <laughs> smash mouth incrementalists. And so... Oh, boy. The comments that are going to come with that. Okay. Anyway, um, keep going. <laughs> so, anyways, we were there. And it was the same thing. It's just... And it's just amazing that... This is where we're at in a culture where rebellion is a woman trying to be a man who dresses like a woman. I mean, that's, and that's supposed to be normal, but you can tell from the way this person's talking, it's all shock value, really. Yes. Yeah. It's all attention seeking behavior. It's vain attention seeking behavior. It's pride. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's why they prom promote pride. pride. Yeah. And it is about, uh, um, Rebellion, uh, rebellion to God, rebellion to the culture. You know, we're trying to trigger, uh, what do they say? Trigger um, boomers and all that stuff. And uh, this is what all of it is all about. And this is what we are going to have to prepare our children to deal with, I think, is this rebellious attitude that is everywhere in our society on all sides. Mm -hmm. Right. I think you and I were talking. Maybe I'm jumping the gum a little bit. We were going to talk about this later, but now's a great time um, about how the let's go Brandon or F Joe Biden stuff is uh, happening. Right. And this, you know, you got you got a, a sports places saying F Joe Biden, F Joe Biden. And so the conservative movement then 
thinks it's going to actually what stand up to tyranny stand up to all this junk while at the same time it brings the same kind of foundation the same perversions the same uh, rebellious attitude and just uh, 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 basically an F you to the the world around them and you know so we got this woman pretending to be a man pre- pretending to dress like a woman and sadly we have like I think a lot of conservatives that well I think we have a lot of liberals dress it up like conservatives who mm, are leaning yeah. liberal yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, well, hey, hey, well yeah, go ahead. since we're going into this, uh, <laughs> this episode, well, I mean, probably you can tell by the title at this point, I'm not sure what we're going to call it, but um, so this is the first episode officially in our this season, and the season's title is Men of Violence. So this episode is kind of about violence of appearance, um, or violence of dress, violence of clothing. Again, I have no idea what we're going to call this because we haven't got that far yet, um, but I think tying into what you're saying, uh, a lot of times you're, you're, and you and I were talking about this before, and it, like, you're already jumping the gun, so why don't we jump the gun? It does come, I mean, re- rebellion in a lot of ways, it, it is, you could see it from the outside. I mean, that's why we look at people that are dyeing their hair all crazy colors, or women that are shaving their head, or, you know, dudes that dress in crop tops. I mean, like this chick saying, and, Things like that. I mean, it, it starts small usually, you know. I mean, I, I my guess is, you know, at times they didn't just start with that. They started with, I don't know, for guys, I don't know, dressing tighter and tighter clothes. I mean, you start to see that happening now, you know, where guys are wearing skinny jeans and weird stuff that's just bizarre. Um, but it's this rebellion to something. So um, why don't we move into talking about that here um since that's kind of where we're going with this um because you were going to talk about um kind of how people dress in in church in particular is what we're talking about i think ahead of time um because we're seeing culture influence the church so much that things like that are even creeping in and and to be fair and i mean you could comment on this i think some people don't even realize how much it's happening yeah so you know the whole point of playing this clip then and, and this constant kind of our you know even our mockery of it is is really the idea of, it really encapsulates what's happening right our culture's falling apart and it comes out in that men and women have exchanged the glory of god and for lies for idolatry and God gives us over to foolish thinking and that comes out in so many different ways and and it it we all I think even as Christians and conservative Christians recognize it and yet as we try to think about how do we recapture how do we become the kind of men that actually see reformation that see revival that see you know Christendom uh, withstood, and I think that only comes as we really take a good look at ourselves and what has become of us as men. And I think indicative of that is uh, how we dress. So, and I've been watching some videos of 
like there's somebody has taken these some old old videos from like 1900 so you got like film cameras or whatever when it's first coming out and some people vi- filmed uh the streets of i think chicago there was one with this of san francisco there was one in london and somebody's taken them and colorized them and all this stuff and it's just fascinating fascinating to watch you can find them on um YouTube and they're like 1890 in San Francisco or 1900 in San Francisco. Uh, that That's just the one that was most uh, recent to me because there's like walking down the main street and there's some trolleys and it's before like there was a big earthquake that happened and a big fire. So it's like just a few days before that. And one of the things that you just notice watching these videos is how people dress there. Even the young people, there is a formality, you might call it, in their dress. There's certainly a more carefulness in how they dress. So, you know, uh, the men wear hats. The women don't wear hats, except for, you know, when when they're inside, that kind of switches. There's head coverings for women. And uh, um, you see the women in dresses. You see the men in suits. Even men headed off to work in the mines or headed off to work somewhere, they, they're they dressed uh, much better than the way we dress as far as like more careful in it. And, and you can tell that some of them, their clothes are dirty because it might be the only type of clothes they have. But there's a carefulness, uh, a neatness to their appearance and a manliness to their appearance that if you compare that, like to you know go to walmart now yeah right well well, don't even go to walmart go to church uh you know i've been to churches even with some conservative places where men sit in the church with baseball hats on like and somebody i know our listeners as we talk about this Somebody's going to be looking, where's the verse that says you can't wear a hat in the the church? Right? Where's the verse? Well, we, we can definitely point to the head covering passage say, and, and that. <laughs> yeah. But we're actually, we're trying to get at a bigger concept than, you know, uh, 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 making you a list of what to wear. Mm-hmm. Well, what I was trying to see is, if we're going to be men of violence, that is, and let me clarify that too. We're not talking about somebody grabbing a gun and running off and shooting people and armed rebellion or armed uh, revolution. But when we mean men of men of violence, we're talking about men who have a holy violence against their sin, who can stand firm against the devil, and who can really build things you know we we call men to build and that takes a zeal and a seriousness and um and i think that comes out in in your clothing so we're not i I think as we we talk more and more about this in this episode we don't want you to think we're talking about there's this list of bam 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 you wear this this and this and then you are set but what we're trying to do is use, as we kickstart this series, the idea of what we dress and what we wear 
as men, as really an example of what's within us and recapturing a seriousness of manhood that I, I don't see. And, you know, somebody's going to say to us, Tony, you know what they're going to say. You can't judge by appearance. And then right? read the rest of the passage. You can't judge by appearance or uh, why are you judging people's clothes? Clothes don't mean anything and all that stuff. But we just played to you a clip. We didn't play the whole thing because it, it was getting ridiculous already. But we played you a clip in which to the world and to those who are lost, their clothing matters a whole lot. And we all know it does. We all know what a man wears or a woman wears says a lot. We, we kind of even have subgroups that we divide people into based on kind of what they wear, right? That dude's a, uh, uh, you know, country kind of redneck guy. That guy's a goth. That one's a punk rock guy. That one's a metal guy. That's, you know, that's a business guy. We all know this because our clothing says something. And so uh, what we want to dive into here and in particular is what, what are we saying with our clothing and in particular, what is that saying about our character and the type of men that we are when it comes to being able to build for the long hand? And if, you, if, if I could say anything at the start of this, and I think we're going to do an interview soon, is that if we are going to be the men who are able to actually defy tyrants and able to stand strong, then we cannot be the kind of men who wear pajamas to Walmart, right? And, and that's a placeholder to all kinds of other things. Yeah, no, it is. I mean, it's, it's clothing, whether people want to admit it or not, says a lot about a person. And it doesn't mean that uh, everybody that's dressed in super expensive ties and suits or anything like that is like the best person. Uh, but like you said, there is, there is something to be said about first impressions. Um, and there is something to be said, I think, as a man to be able to be dressed appropriately for the occasion, uh, be prepared for the occasion. Um, you know, I mean, you, you look at, you know, and I'm not one of the guys, I, I may be a gun guy. I may, uh, may or may not own guns. You know, I had a boating accident, lost them. Um, but there's a lot of people in that community that you have things like that too. So there's, there's people that are, you know, they have all the gear. They have all the brand names. They have all the attachments for the rifle. You know, they've got EOTech this. They've got Streamlight and Surefire this. Everything on the rifle. They've they've got the plate carrier. They've got ceramic plate carriers. They've got everything. And yet, uh, they never train with it, and they have absolutely no idea what they're doing with it. So I'm not saying that appearance is everything, and not, neither of us are. Um, but there is something to be said that if... if uh, if you're going with your family out shopping, okay, if you're just going to the grocery store, right? And so if you're like me, you carry a gun. Um, I don't carry a long rifle and open carry it because I think that's kind of nonsense, uh, but I do carry a pistol. But So I'm prepared for that, but at the same time... Is it, if, is it if, a musket? It's a musket. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's a muzzle loader. Um, yeah, okay. Uh, no, but what I'm trying to say is like, but if I if I do that, but I'm I'm carrying while wearing like gym pants and flip-flops um i'm not i mean number one i'm dressed like a slob but number two i'm not really dressed for the occasion i'm not saying you got to dress you know to the nines as they say or whatever when you go to like walmart but uh 
wearing normal clothing when you go to Walmart. I mean, it's fine. You want to wear jeans? I mean, I would suggest not completely torn to pieces jeans or whatever. But, like, if you want to wear a nice set of jeans and, you know, a shirt or whatever and, you know, your boots or whatever you're wearing, that's fine. But you're, you're at least prepared. So if you had to run, if you had to run, if you had to uh, get your family out of there, you know, again, be prepared for the situation. It's not like I think every time I'm going to Walmart there's going to be an active shooter situation, although it depends on which Walmart you're going to. <laughs> I used to live in Chicago. Um, but the point being is if I'm wearing flip-flops and, you know, gym shorts or something like that, I'm, I'm not really going to be as prepared to uh, run my family out of there. And for that matter, I'm also not going to be prepared to carry heavy groceries or something to the car, okay? You're going to slip on your flip-flops or whatever. It's just, it's lazy. And I do think it shows a lack of planning. I think it shows laziness on people's parts. And so that's kind of where we're going with this is that um, it's we're not giving you a list of here's the clothing you should wear. Um, obviously, I think there's, as we were saying, halter tops. I mean, there's there's certainly clothing you should not wear. I think that we could all agree on. Um, but it's just think when you're getting when you're getting up in the morning, get up with enough time to pick your clothes. And I think that's another thing is people don't they're they're last minute, they're late to everything, they're not prepared, and so they get up late, they grab whatever's laying on the ground or whatever's in the closet and throw it on and run out the door. Well, hey, at least I have clothes on, and that they call it a day rather than be prepared enough to set the alarm clock, get up on time, take your shower, brush your teeth, pick your clothes out for the day and whatever you're going to be doing, and then, you know, go forth in your day. So that's my point on that. We'll talk more about that later because we do have to take a break because we've got to get to our interview here. So we're going to take a break. Uh, when we come back, we're going to be on the line with returning guest Tanner Cartwright. So stick around. You are listening to The Patriarchy on the Fight, Laugh, Feast Network. We'll be right back. This is Polly the Transparent with an important public service announcement. These yahoos over at the Patriarchy Podcast collaborated with some other yahoos over at Confessional Wear to bring all their gun-toting, misogynistic, homophobic, Bible-thumping, brain-dead minion yahoos some Patriarchy merchandise. Yeah, they're actually selling t-shirts and coffee mugs to promote this trash. Even t-shirts for women. I'd say I can't believe it, but let's face it, these are the same buffoons that send boxes of Fruit Loops to my door, addressed to the Fruit Loop that lives there, who thinks he's a parrot. Intolerant pieces of garbage. Of course I'm a parrot. Anyways, this crap is available on confessionalware.com under podcast collaborations. Not that any normal person would buy that junk. Squawk. Hey, lady. Polly needs his papers changed again. The lack of service around this place is unbelievable. on the line with Tanner Cartwright. Tanner is an elder at Reformation Church in Shelbyville, Kentucky. He owns a small fencing business, and he is married to his wife, Laura, of eight years, and together they have five children 
Tanner, you've been on the show before, so welcome back to the patriarchy. Yes, sir. Thank you all for having me. Yeah, so what our our listeners need to know, we just had a segment with a deeply closeted woman and and trying to be a man dressed as a woman, and Tanner is a deeply closeted pedo baptist Isn't that right? There we go. Here Whatever we helps go. you sleep at night, Joe. <laughs> <laughs> That's where he goes to bed repeating to himself. No, no, I am a I am a uh, uh, 1689 Federalist by confession, so... All right. Well, okay. we are. We won't hold that against you, but we are glad to have you on the show. Moving on. I appreciate it. Moving on. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Tanner, you recently posted on uh, uh, Facebook or social media about um, the way people dress, in particular men, and you uh, spoke of when I think it was Mephibosheth uh, yeah. came to eat at David's. And so maybe just tell us a little bit about that story and then why you, why, what made you think about that or, or have you been thinking through this kind of an issue of how men should dress and let's just go from there and see what happens. Yeah. So the, this story specifically, it's just one verse. Um, there's, there's not, there's not, a, not a ton uh, there, but was just reading through in my daily readings. And this is where David has, you know, he's, he's, um, fled from Absalom and then Joab has killed Absalom and all this. And David has come back and it talks about this gentleman. Uh, I can't, I can't without reading it. I won't be able to pronounce his name. Um, it's not in front of me, but, uh, but this gentleman, it, it says that he had not, um, cared for his feet or trimmed his mustache or cleaned his clothes since the King had been gone. And it just struck me that that was, um, uh, informative that, that was not normative. You know, this is pointed out because it's abnormal. It's strange that he was not clean, that his beard was not, uh, one trans, one translation, the NASA, the NASB, uh, says beard and the, um, ESV says mustache. And I didn't research the reason for that, but regardless facial hair. Um, so he was not, he had not cleaned himself. He had not cleaned his feet and, and washed himself and he had not trimmed his mustache and he had not cleaned his clothes. And this is in a culture that was, I mean, this is in a group of men that were extremely manly um, and in a culture where it's very difficult to um, to be clean. It's very difficult to wash your clothes, very difficult to trim. They didn't have all the things that we have and the ability to easily clean, throw clothes in the washer, you know, uh, have battery powered trimmers, you know, all these things. <laughs> yeah. And yet it's abnormal for him to be untrimmed, unkept. Um, and sloppy and, and that there it's pointing that out. And I just thought that that was fascinating, but, but yeah, I've posted about this, you know, multiple times in the past, um, just because there tends to be two ditches, um, or more maybe, but there's two main ditches that I see that men fall into. And so, um, yeah, I have thought about that, uh, quite a bit. Well, what do you, what do you say? Uh, you know, somebody says, well, yeah, but this is dressing up for the king. Well, so, you know, it says that he had not cleaned himself um, since the king returned. And what was abnormal and what was strange was that he hadn't done it that whole time. So, you know, it's like I think one person posted, you know, in a comment is like, well, he was in mourning. And I'm thinking, well, yeah, exactly. 
there, there, there's something that's strange and abnormal happening that's causing him to not be clean, trim, and have his clothes cleaned. You know, he's in mourning. You know, you think of Job or, you know, anyone who puts on sackcloth and, and sits in, in ashes. Right. You know, there's something happening, but the reality is that it was it was normal, it was normative for them to be clean, have their beard trimmed, and have clean clothes. One of the things I was talking about uh, previous to to um, actually having you on here was uh, we were talking about where some of this uh, comes from, and so for him that came from mourning, right? So that I mean that came yeah. from I would I would argue a you know a righteous spot of your mourning for somebody, um, but yeah. in our culture we're 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 seeing that I think come from other places. Um, I think that. So one of the reasons, actually, one of the reasons I thought of having you on for this in particular is I remember at one point um, you had said that uh, you, even though you have a fencing business, I, I believe you said you do your work in uh, button-down shirts, correct? Yes. And so what's it? I'll just let you explain. What, what's your reason for that? So um, when I fence, I, I, I either wear a button-down. I just got home from work. I'm, I'm wearing a button-down shirt right now. Um, just a plaid, regular button-down shirt. It's not anything fancy, but either that or a, a polo, just a, a decent, nice, you know, polo pullover. Um, and my reasoning is is that um, for one thing, I'm going to be meeting with customers. Um, you know, I've um, I, I want to be uh, seen as competent and professional. I want to be seen as being able to, you know, when someone hires me, <clears throat> they don't just hire me to, to string up bob wire to keep, you know, their, their, you know, cattle in or whatever. I mean, I am hired to build a aesthetically pleasing fence. And that's my goal. When I, when I, when I go to work, my goal is to create a product that is aesthetically pleasing, that is functionally, um, you know, uh, um, meets all the functional requirements that is a, a well-built product. And I don't want to show up, um, you know, to a job and look like, um, I don't know how to build, um, that type of fence. Um, you know, if I show up in a t-shirt with the sleeves cut off of it and, you know, cargo shorts with boots and long socks and, you know, look like I haven't had a shower in three days and I get greasy hair. It's doubtful whether anyone is going to believe that, you know, or is going to have confidence in the fact that I can build them a fence that is going to be up to the standard and, and the price that it that it's costing them. Um, and so I, I, just a basic example is when I get to a job site, you know, a lot of times I'll show up and the customer won't be there. And when the customer shows up, we'll all be standing around the truck and whatnot. The customer immediately knows who the boss is. The customer immediately, immediately knows who he's dealing with. When he pulls up, I've never had a customer walk around wondering who was in charge because I'm always wearing, you know, decent looking pair of jeans and decent pair of boots and a decent shirt. And I've had a shower and, you know, um, it's obvious who is in charge. Um, and so that is why I do that. And, you know, I notice this with my guys when I have guys that dress, um, you know, that don't dress sloppy. And I'm not saying everyone should wear a, a button up or a pullover in, in blue collar work. You know, I mean, I get it. It, it tears up our clothes and this, that, and the other. 
But when I have guys that, you know, are intentional about looking decent at work, um, you know, that those are the kind of guys that I'm looking for, um, you know, giving more responsibility, giving raises. These guys are being intentional about how they work, how they look at work, how they act at work. Um, there's a, um, there's a correlation between the guys that are dressing decent and the guys that are being intentional about how they're doing their work. Um, so I don't know, I don't want to ramble, but that, that's, that's kind of some of my, well, you said earlier that, and this kind of ties into it, that there are some, some ditches that you're seeing in this. So, you know, why talk about clothing? Well, there's the few ditches. And so maybe explain to us what, as we talk about this, what are the ditches that we need to avoid? And, yeah. and so, so growing up, I have, I've fallen in both of these ditches, but, um, I know, uh, one of the ditches that, that we fall into is being consumed with how we look with our appearance. Um, and when a man is consumed with his appearance, um, I would call that effeminate. Um, and, and could defend that scripturally. But so when I was, I don't know, probably mid teenage years, 15, something like that, I remember clearly one time I had some friends, um, and we were, we were kind of a, um, we're just good old boys, rednecks, rough group. And I remember one time that we were kind of messing around, kind of like wrestling or something and, um, not really, but just, uh, just kind of playing around. And I, I told one of them, I was like, man, don't mess my hair up. And they mocked me mercilessly and they should have, I mean, it was right. I mean, that I was, it was, and I, you know, I laughed along with it. It was a big joke, but I, I got to thinking about that later, realizing that, no, I am worried too much about what I look like in this setting, in this group. This is, that's, that's silly. That's ridiculous. That's, that's girly. Um, it's gay. And we don't want to, it's gay. Yeah, it is gay to be too consumed with what you look like and worried about getting dirt on you and worried about, you know, um, whether your hair is just the right way or whatever, you know, silliness. I mean, it is, it's gay. That's, that's what girls do. And so we don't want to fall into the ditch of being consumed with how we look, you know, the, the word for effeminate in, in Corinthians, uh, six, and then Christ uses it in talking about John and, uh, talking about men in soft clothing, you know, the idea of uh, malakois in, in Corinthians 6 there that's listed, you know, right along with um, homosexuality and all these other things um, in a list of sins. We don't want to be malakois. We don't want to be um, soft. We don't want to be those that are consumed with what our clothes feel like and look like and, and, and all those con- those kind of things. But the, at the same time, so I see a lot of young men so that's one ditch, but I see a lot of young men that see that and know it's wrong and, you know, rightfully mock it and whatnot, but then they fall into the ditch of, well, I'm a guy and I don't care what I look like. Um, I remember a conversation with a young man years ago where he made the joke that, you know, I'm a man, you know, someone says something about grooming and he said, well, this is the only grooming I do. And he stuck a ball cap on, <laughs> and, you know, it's kind of just a joke and whatever, you know, this, that, and the other, but. The, the reality is, is that we fall into the ditch of thinking, well, it doesn't matter what I look like. I'll what, wear whatever I want and I'll jerk it out of a, you know, of my drawer where it's wadded in with all my other clothes. And so I'm, I'm everything I wear is wrinkled. It, you know, it might have a mustard stain from the last time I wore it. Um, 
you know, it's a complete lack of intentionality and just a, as if, because we're men, we have a license to, um, be sloppy, to be, to, to be unconcerned, um, about our appearance. And so I, I would argue that that's a, that that's a ditch for multiple reasons. Um, uh, one of those being that God has created us to be intentional as, as men, God has created us to be, um, to have specific roles. We're providers, we're protectors. Um, we are leaders. We set a pattern. Um, we, um, uh, we set down, um, I mean, we, we want to be, we, we want to be, um, uh, examples to, to younger men, to our sons, to our children, um, of how a man should act, um, and live and look and all of that. And, and, and how we dress is, is part of that. And so a lack of intentionality is not, um, is, is not the attitude of, of a godly man. Yeah, what do you say to the people that, like, uh, I'll just be a devil's advocate here, that are saying, oh, yeah, well, the Bible says uh, don't judge based on appearances? Um, so, I mean, first of all, I would say that the Bible doesn't say that. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, I mean, don't don't judge based on appearances. I mean, that's that's a... I mean, it's nonsensical. I mean, we judge everything based on appearances. Yep. Um so, you know, I mean, if you see me, you're going to instantly know that uh, I'm, I'm in the construction business. You know, I mean, you're going to know that. I mean, so the Bible says that, you know, in Deuteronomy that, um, man, I can't remember, 21 or 22. I'm trying to remember the exact verse. But, you know, that a, a man should not wear what pertains to a woman. A woman shouldn't wear what pertains to a man. Um, that's, that's actually our verse. We started this. this uh, okay, this, this perfect. Whole thing. Well, then yeah, y'all yeah. know what it is. It's, tw- it's 22.5. Um, yeah, 22.5. 22.5. Okay, yeah. Um, so, you know, the, the, so that verse in itself, it says that we should dress in what pertains to a man. So there's a there's a level of intentionality there, just even there. But the idea that others shouldn't judge us based on what we wear, I, I think, is just foolish on its face because when we when we wear clothes, we are communicating. Um, uh, we're communicating something, you know, about who we are, about um, you know, about what we're what we're trying to accomplish or what we're not trying to accomplish. Um, you know, just uh, just to give an example to get us all in trouble, the 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 example, you know, you see people with their pants sagging down. Mm-hmm. Um, that is indicative of someone that is trying to accomplish nothing. Um, that's indicative of of a person who's a bum because they they've got their pants sagging down. They can't accomplish anything. They've got to hold it up at a guy the other day at work and he's, he had neglected to bring a belt. And I ragged him mercilessly because he kept having to hold his pants up with one hand. You're useless, mm-hmm. you know. And, and so that that is um, that shows a lackadaisical um, attitude towards what we're trying to accomplish. You don't see competent men who are building things that matter that that are not, you know. Uh, I, I'll give you an example. I, I got a guy that works for me during the winter, um, Mexican gentleman named Lorenzo, good friend of mine, great, great guy, um, older gentleman. And he, um, one day he had come to work and his belt had broken, um, at home, you know, it had broken the day before or whatever. 
And so as soon as he gets to work, he gets in the truck and he gets some string and he makes him a belt to hold his pants up because he is intentional about working and working hard. And you can't do that when you keep having to, you know, pull your pants up and whatnot and hold, hold them up and you're, you're just wasting effort and, and you look sloppy and just all the above. So even, you know, a, a gentleman who is, um, not rich by the world standards, um, he's being intentional about just being productive. Yeah. I like that you bring that up because the, the, I think a, a thing people are going to think is we're talking about what wealthy people do. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, you know, as a pastor, I think about, you know, when people come to work, I mean, not to work, sorry, to church and well, yeah, we're doing work at church, mm-hmm. but they're coming to church <laughs> And so I grew up, and the i the 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 belief was you did have to wear a suit and tie, right? Yeah. There was some kind of Bible verse that said it, and you that's what you had to wear. Paul wore a tie, and that's good enough for me. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And I rebelled against that. Like I, I, yeah. My goal was to get as far away from that as possible. And so you know, high school wanted to wear flip flops, a Hawaiian shirt, and cargo shorts to church. And and since then, and since God has worked in my heart, I've come back around to not that a suit and tie is required, but that what we do wear to worship, what we wear to church, says a lot. Wearing yeah. cargo shorts and flip-flops and uh, a Hawaiian shirt says, I'm here to relax, I'm here to, on vacation, you know. Uh, and so I, the ditch is that we, we, we don't want to, we're not saying legalism, but we are saying when we come to worship, and I, I messed up earlier with that slip and said work. And once it's, we're coming to, to, to do the work of the Lord, we're coming to reverence him and honor him. And I can't imagine that I would want to be, you know, if, if, even if it was president Joe Biden were to come by. I wouldn't want to be going out to him, uh, I mean, to him dressed like I just got out of bed and, yeah, or, and so if, if, if I would show him that kind of respect, what would I show the Lord when I go? Right. And that brings it back around to something you said about building, which is, the men that are building something, competent men, they 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 somewhat look the part. Yeah. Right. Um, and so maybe uh so I'm a I'm a completely just a stupid young man, right? I I I'm one of those dudes that plays video games maybe and I'm repenting. Uh, that's all I've done. Like I don't take a shower every three days or something like that. And so I'm repenting of this. And I'm listening to this, and this is hitting me. Where do you start? How do you start as a, a young man? Where do you start in trying to to do this? Yeah. Um, well, let me let me just say something. You said something a minute ago about you know being rich. We think about this is for rich people and wearing nice clothes and whatnot. I, I buy almost nothing brand new. Um, so there's some things I buy brand new Wrangler pants, this, that, and the other, um, there, there are some things, but many things I buy, I go to yard sales, I go to Goodwill. Um, uh, 
And it takes a little work, but it doesn't take a lot of money if you're willing to put just a little bit of work into it, um, which is how I'm able to wear decent shirts at, at work because I get them at yard sales and I buy these nice shirts that somebody doesn't, you know, they got fat, can't wear it anymore. And so they sell it to me for a buck and I wear it to work. Um, and so, um, you know, even with, uh, within, um, you know, just thinking about young men, whether it's work or church or whether it's, it's all of these things, we, all of, all of our life is, should be focused on what am I building for Christ? What am I doing for Christ? It's all worship work. Everything is, is worship, but, um, so just just to just a side note, there are ways to to dress um, um, in a appropriate to what you're doing, nice way, without spending a fortune. And don't fall into the boat of thinking you got to buy hundred dollar shirts, you know, for any of this. But because that's not the case. But so for a young man that is, you know, he's used to um, staying up late on a Saturday night rolling out of bed late on a Sunday morning and grabbing whatever's handy that's, you know, and just throwing it on and going to church um, and looking sloppy and whatnot. You know, I, I had some young men call. I've, it was, I had a couple of young men um, call me within just a couple of weeks asking, you know, Hey, I want to be married. How do I, how do I attract a young lady? What do I do to be, to be ready for marriage? What do I need to do? You know, all these sort of things. And, and the short story of what I told them was, you need to be doing all the things that you think a, a competent father, husband, leader of his home would be doing. You need to be doing those things now. Um, and so for a young man that is you know, wondering, well, how should I dress? Well, you should now, as a young man, you can do simple things. You can at least have your clothes clean. You can hang your clothes up so that you're not showing up wrinkled. You know, the, the quickest way for me to um, check out, or one of the quickest ways is, is if a man gets up to preach the word, and this has happened before to me, you know, if someone gets up in the pulpit and their shirt looks like it was wadded up in the corner um, and their cat slept on it, um, you know, and, and that is, um, you know, you see men coming to church like that. Um, and really, I, I really think that it obviously there's some reaction from the you know legalistic cultures and whatnot, but what it it is really based on a self-focused uh, style of worship. This idea that well, it doesn't matter how I dress when I go to church. Well, yeah, if if you're just yeah, it doesn't matter how you dress to watch a movie. It doesn't matter how you dress to go to church. I mean, there's a correlation of it's. This is just you know. For me, I'm just going to worship God and I'm going to have an emotional experience and it's just self-serving. But when we think about, you know, we are going before the Lord of all the earth to do what he has commanded us to do. There needs to be a level of intentionality within that. Um, uh, there needs to be, and I, I'm, I'm with you, I rarely wear a tie anymore um, to church. Um, I wear, you know, either nice jeans, nice slacks, um, and a button up with a, with a sports coat. That's almost every week. That's about what I wear. And, you know, I don't, I don't wear a tie uh, normally, you know, I might, if I'm preaching, but, um, the, um, 
the really, I don't want to give a list that young men, what they need to do or not do, but they need to be intentional about how they're going to worship the living God. Um, and that includes how they dress. That includes, um, you know, I, this is going to come across as judgmental and, and it is what it is, but you're going to see a correlation between young men that are staying up late and have no concern for preparing their hearts to come before God on Sunday, no concern for preparing themselves to hear the preached word, um, no desire to to help in any way. You know, you know, as far as being ready to serve and and being ready to help in any way the leaders might ask them to or take any leadership positions or whatnot. You're going to see a correlation between those young men and the young men that dress sloppy to church. It's funny you say that, because I was just making the point in our first segment about, you're talking about being intentional, and I, I was saying that, you know, people that you know, come to church just dress like they're going to Walmart, although I would argue you shouldn't even dress like that going to Walmart, but um, yeah. it's it's because there's this, there's a lack of planning. They're, they're not intentional about it. It's exactly what you said. I was making the same point, that it's, they roll out of bed, they do not wake up with enough time to get ready, they wake up with just enough time to grab something off the floor, or like you said, wad it up in a drawer, or blindly out of their closet, they throw it on and say, it's good enough, I'm dressed, and they go out the door. Instead of going to bed at a decent hour, getting a good night's sleep, waking up early enough to take your shower, brush your teeth, get your, you know, whatever ready for work, whatever your job is, and to get dressed appropriately for it, they don't do that, and it and it is reflected in the way they look, and, and in this instance, it's reflected in the way that they view church, because um, my guess is that some people, at least in our culture, I mean, you look at, and I'd also argue that the way they dress in this is not appropriate, but there's an intentionality to the people that stay out late and go clubbing, right? They dress a certain way. They, they dress a certain way to go out to the clubs or whatever. I'm not saying it's appropriate, but they do dress differently than they may normally do. And yet, yeah. you wouldn't find the same kind of intentionality with them than if they if they even go to church, I don't know, but they, they're not going to wear that to church, but they're probably not going to wear anything that's going to look like they're intentional for it. And it, it just shows the state of their heart with, with how they view church or how they view their job or how they view whatever they're going to, but specifically in this case, church. Yeah. So to your point, I became convicted about all this back when I would just, it's kind of like Joseph there. I would just dress however I wanted to in church. I would wear white t-shirts and, you know, all kinds of stuff and just mm -hmm. whatever. And just, uh, but then I, I was invited to a friend's wedding and I dressed up. Why? Mm-hmm. Well, because yeah. I was honoring my friend, you know, that would have been disrespectful to show up and just be dressed, you know, sloppy to just dress however I wanted to my friend's wedding. And then I, I literally had this aha, you know, moment, eye opening moment of like, I, I am dressing sloppy to go before God Almighty with the assembled congregation of his people, his bride. And then I'm dressing up nice to honor my friend. And it's right to dress up to honor our friends, but it's also right to dress appropriate to go worship God. Yep. And so, um, absolutely, anyway, yeah. Just to go along with what you're saying there. Yep. Well, hey, man. So we're we're wrapping up the segment here, but um, in case somebody hadn't heard you on the show before, and maybe you said, and I hope, I think you did. I'm I'm, I'm guessing there's going to be more than one man out there listening to the show that's going to be convicted by something that we're saying in this whole episode and something you said. So if somebody wanted to get in contact with you particularly, maybe ask you another question or pick your brain about something, um, how could they do that? Where could they find you? Um, 
Facebook's probably the easiest thing. I'm not on a lot of the socials. Um, I'm on Gab, but that's a, that's not a lot going on over there. The, um, it just Facebook is the main way. Tanner Cartwright, uh, Facebook, you can find me on there, message me. I get a, I get messages all the time from mostly young men stuff, you know, like this or work or, you know, whatever it is. Um, so I'm usually am able to respond to those. So no, um, yeah, feel free to do that. Good stuff, man. Well, thank you for coming back on. Uh, it's, it's always fun talking to you, man. Um, so we'll have to have you back on again soon. Um, thanks. Thanks for your time. Uh, tell the wife who said hi and all the kids. We'll do it, man. Appreciate y'all. God bless. And that was Tanner Cartwright from Reformation Church in Shelbyville, Kentucky. You are listening to The Patriarchy on the Fight, Laugh, Feast Network. We'll be right back. nice to hear from Tanner again. I haven't heard from him in a while. Um, okay, so we don't have a ton of time left, so let's 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 get to it. So let's let's wrap this up. Let's tie this in. Let's tie this into men of violence, and uh, let's let's talk about what what our uh, appearance really really is all about. Yeah. So why? Yeah. On a season of of where we're going to be having some hard hitting topics, why start with how we dress? Well, it, it all comes back down to. Uh, indicative of what we're trying to get at, which is that violent men are intentional men. And intentional men is what we need in this hour. We need men who can fight. And and so, you know, uh, uh, we were talking about uh, kind of off uh, the air with Tanner about police officers. And he was talking about the difference between kind of your local Barney Fife and a seasoned police officer, in particular like the, the the state police. Right? And one of the differences right off the bat is when they get out of their car. State police come with nice pressed clothes. They look the part. They look menacing. They look manly. And they are ready to go. You know, when I was in the military, um, it was before 9-11. And one of the things we spent a lot of time on was making sure our boots were shined, our clothes were pressed, and we looked right. And it wasn't about being flashy and showy and effeminate, which is there's a, a way to do that. that you, That's what it's, the outcome is. But rather, it was about discipline being a disciplined man. And so if we're going to be the culture, we're going to be the group of people that are going to see revival, see reformation, going to see, uh, you know, a stand against tyranny. It won't be from men in ball caps at church who got out of bed and threw on clothes and they were unintentional. Uh, 
you know, if you look at, for example, the Declaration of Independence, there's a reason that document stands the, des the test of time. And that's because an intentional man wrote it. Now, um, it's well thought out. It is, you know, it doesn't read like something a, a guy got together and wrote a screed against the government on Facebook. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. It is an intentional, disciplined man. Now, um, Thomas Jefferson wasn't even the best of all the disciplined men then. And so that points us to, like, where are we at now? Like, what kind of men are we going to be? And so, you know, there was that phrase, the, the clothes make the man. And actually, no, the, the man makes the clothes. And so if you listen to this whole episode and the only thing you get out of it is, well, what do I, what clothes do I need to go buy? What do I need to wear? Then you've missed the whole point. The whole point was, are you the kind of man, are you going to be the intentional man? And that will come out in how you dress, whether at church you'll dress appropriately to the, the circumstance or you're at Walmart or you're wherever you're at, at your work. Are you a man that people can look at you and they, they can trust you to lead because you're intentional and that comes everywhere? Or are you the man that people look at and say, well, there's a careless man. You know, Doug Wilson has this phrase about the, the bold man comes first and, and then the careful man comes later writing the biography of the the bold man and uh, i agree with that statement but we are tempted to mistake bold for careless mm -hmm. and so we think the careless man comes first and then the careful man later and it's the distinctions between not between careless and careful but between bold and careful and the bold man is not a careless man, but an intentional man who oftentimes is very careful, but when it comes to the actual battle, he's prepared. And so why start us out, violent men, with clothing? Because we want you to be hit from the beginning about the kind of men that we need to be if we're going to be violent men. And just start examining what's it look like in your clothing? What does it look like in even beyond that and all the other things that you do is your house a wreck is your car a wreck is do you not make your bed i mean basically jordan peterson right make your bed <laughs> i was just thinking that yeah <laughs> yeah and and so yeah um the godly man who has put on the full armor of god right there's talk about clothing in scripture what we clothe ourselves we clothe ourselves with the righteousness of christ we clothe ourselves with the armor of God. Th that's vital. Uh, don't miss that either. Um, we must be clothed in his righteousness. That's what you wear to church is the righteousness of Christ. But that comes out in the kind of man that is intentional and relentless in his intentionality to be a man. And uh, that's why we do it. And there's something to be said about what I was saying before. If you... If you're wondering um, kind of where to start, I th I'd say a good thing is uh, get up a little early tomorrow morning. You know, go to bed at a decent hour tonight. Get up a little early tomorrow morning. You know, read your Bible before you go to bed tonight, right? End the night by doing that. Let that sit in your head overnight. And then set your alarm a little bit early. Get up 
and be intentional about your morning. And and I bet if you give yourself a little extra time, you might pick some different clothes. And I bet even from that, the way that you carry yourself throughout the day, the way that you are thinking um, will start to change. Um, and, and I say that all together too, because I'm not just, th- you know, you can't just throw out reading your Bible and, well, hey, I got a good night's sleep and I got up early. It's not going to matter, okay? It's just not. So you, you have to have the right motivation for it. But the other thing, too, is if you're getting up in the morning and you're thinking about what am I going to wear and your immediate worry is what is, I don't know, all the people at work going to think of me, when you have a wife and kids, you have to kind of step that back from. Because I, I, I think about, you know, what I'm going to wear. Obviously, you do think about things for where you're going and your work, but I also try to think about my wife and my kids. What What is this saying to them about me, about, you know, my wife, her husband, about my kid, about their dad? You know, is dad prepared? Is dad ready to go to work? What is it saying about them? So, so start at home. You know, start small with that and keep building out from it. But just be intentional about it. And and we're going to keep fleshing this out as we go through this season. So, I mean, there's there's tons of things we could say and tons of things I want to say, but this episode would go forever and we can't do that. But start with that. Uh, read your Bible. Just, you know, pick a passage or maybe hopefully you're already reading through something. But if not, start with Proverbs, start with Wisdom. It'd be good. And read it before you go to bed tonight and get up early tomorrow morning and be intentional about your day and keep going with it. We're going to keep trying to cover different things as we're going through the season, and there's going to be a lot of things that are going to overlap and say, but we wanted to start with this because it, it, it really, as Joseph was just saying, it starts being a man of violence, of all kinds of violence. It's going to, the right kind of violence, it's going to start with being intentional. Having said that, if this is your first episode and you like what you hear and you want to get caught up on the patriarchy, the best way to do that is to go to the app store on your phone, search for Fight, Laugh, Feast Network, download the app, that's our network's app. You can get access to all of our past episodes on that app. And if you really, really like us and you want to support us and you want to support the network and you want to get access to that members portal in that app that you just downloaded, go to fightlaughfeast.com, click to sign up to become a member. If you want to support our show, use the code PATRIARCHY when you do. It helps us grow the show. It also helps the network grow. So again, if you want to support us, go to fightlaughfeast.com, click to sign up to become a member, get yourself access to behind-the-scenes content such as our other show, After the Sandwich, available to members only by using the code PATRIARCHY at fightlaughfeast.com. If you want to get some Patriarchy swag, go to confessionalware.com, click on the Podcast Collaborations tab and search for our show. We've got a bunch of shirts, some coffee mugs, and more on the way. And while you're there, search around, buy some other stuff good folks over there at Confessional Wear. Tell them the patriarchy sent you, but that's confessionalware.com. Click on the podcast collaborations tab and search for the patriarchy podcast. So until next time, if you have not yet bowed your knee to Christ, repent and believe. And if you have, this is our call to you. Build, fight, protect, lead. This is the patriarchy. (laughs) 